Buongiorno, beautiful people. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Trent Bice Podcast. This is me, the techno sure Trent Bice, and it's a nice stereotypical Melbourne day here. It's been nice and cool in the morning. The sun come out, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's hailstorms outside. But I tell you what, the air might be cool, but that just brings out the lovely winter fashion of Chapel Street. It's thriving. Footy's warm in the hearts. But as we delve deeper into the city, the heat is steaming from Melbourne's thriving techno scene. In just the past two weeks, Melbourne has been close to some A-class techno talent, including three from Germany. We've had Oliver Huntsman, Gregor Treshaw, Thomas Schumacher, and Russian-born Israeli who's now based in the USA, one of what I rate as probably the best live techno DJ you'll see, Perfect Stranger, playing at Seven Nightclub. Schumacher played at Sookie Lounge, Brown Alley, went to Sydney, and then he was back on Sunday night at Porn & Co. Gregor Treshaw at Revolver, as I mentioned, Perfect Stranger at Seven, and last night, Oliver Huntsman once again had Brown Alley jam-packed. But never mind the internationals, it's our local talent that has this city thriving and Melbourne's techno scene flourishing. Today, we're lucky enough to be joined by Moontan Entertainment's Joseph Connor. Joe grew up in a humble transport family in the outer suburbs of Greater Western Sydney and played his first club gig at the Burdekin Hotel when he was just 18. He's since featured at Sydney's Sash Night Club, but it was his move to Melbourne three years ago that launched Joseph's career to the next level. Signing with Melbourne's recovery collective label under Jai Mills, Joe's recent launch of his Scary Kids Scaring Kids EP have had him play his new release at the city's premier dance club venues, featuring 161, Glamorama, Revolver, Circus, Bloom in Geelong, and tonight he makes his debut at the infamous Tramp nightclub on King Street. This release also led to Joe being signed by Ukrainian label Huyostro Records, further establishing Melbourne's impact on the techno scene. Here's a little sample of Joe's recent work, including his latest release, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Joseph Connor. Hello, hello. You, uh, he was a little bit worried out there when the hail started coming down. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the world was about to end, mate, but I think we're going to get one more night out of it. He was almost ready to go and put a doona on the Audi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we survived. How are you, mate? We did. I'm very well, thanks, and thanks for being part of the Trent Bias podcast. No worries. Very, very excited to be a part of it. Uh, and congratulations on your latest release, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. The EP's been doing quite well so far. Yeah, thanks very much, man. It's been a, been an ongoing project for the past uh, about two years or so, trying to get everything sort of compiled and put together. And then, yeah, so finally got together with a Melbourne-based record label, Recovery Collective, and put together a, a kind of portfolio of all the work with some remixes from um, Bongani, uh, Retza, 
and uh, Holmes John. So, yeah, stoked to have it out, man. One of the two, I think three of the tracks were in the charts. So, <laughs> stoked. Yeah, very good. So we've got, got the plug out of, out of the way early. Yeah. yeah. They're available on Beatport. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Joey has been he was pretty rugged up. He's had his beanie on here. He had his big hoodie, hoodie, but he reckons he's starting to steam a bit. So he's got the long black long sleeve sacco. Uh, uh, long, uh, what do you call that? Skivvy on? Yeah, there's, um, there's Trent's little plug. Hashtag yep. Bronze Snake. <laughs> and, you'll, uh, and you'll be able to see uh, more of that uh, online. Uh, check it out on the Instagram for Trent Bice and also on Joseph Connor. So, Joey, as this is a, a podcast about Melbourne techno and you are quite new to the Melbourne scene, I guess probably a little bit of a, your story of what brought you to Melbourne, first of all. So... You're from Sydney. You were part of the Sydney scene, and what was it? The lockout laws brought you down here, or what uh, was it, mate? Well, that's there's definitely a, definitely a part of it. Trying to be a up and coming DJ in a city that has got heavy restrictions and kind of a police state is definitely very hindering on your creativity, your enthusiasm, and sort of your motivation to get stuff done. So I was fortunate enough to link up in my Sydney escapades with. Um, very close friend of mine, Shannon Maroney, uh, from Melbourne, and hands he, down, hands down, yeah. And we, he, me, and him basically just hit it off from the start and started working a bit. So he started coming up to Sydney a bit. He started getting me to Melbourne, and um, and yeah, it all sort of just snowballed effect. Next minute, I, I moved moved to Melbourne, and then just got involved with um, the Euphoria Berserk crew and Recovery Collective, and it's all sort of been a it's all sort of been pretty downhill since then, really. <laughs> downhill? Yeah, pretty yeah. cruisy. Very nice. Ride the waves? Yeah. Uh, so the launch of your EP has taken you to, as I mentioned before, you've played at Blooming Geelong, you've played at Circus on Chapel Street, yep. Porn & Co, Dace Bar, Revolver. Uh, tell me if I missed any Glamorama. Yeah, so the, um, past, the past month's been pretty pretty hectic. With um, It's my first ever kind of official national tour for a release, so it was... It's a new thing for me, but yeah, we did. We started at the Glamorama for Primitive People, then we did Bloom the following weekend, and Porn and Co. Day Spa the following weekend, and then um, it was a last minute announcement. But we did Breakfast Club last week. Oh yeah, week, that's right, and, then, and that went awesome by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, breakfast. That was that was a gig I've kind of been hanging hanging out for for a while. So that was that was amazing to finally be able to get down there and have a bit of a crack. If um, anyone's been to uh, lucky enough to be to the Breakfast Club on a Monday, it's it's a special experience, and I think Joey, your tunes really are suited to that environment. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, like I, I think the whole point of what the sort of the whole point of their their business sort of idea is is to just yeah that sort of European house tech house or deep house after hours sort of vibe and sound that's so popular overseas and it's very very minimal here in in Melbourne. So um yeah, Stoke the boys are really they're giving it a good crack, and we'll get to more of your overseas escapades shortly, but. Of those venues, not in a positive way, which one I guess has had the best sound system um, and set up, and Ooh. I guess which do you feel have you've had the best experience at with the crowd or um, what have you? Well, definitely as a as a like to play there is amazing, but definitely as a patron, one six one's main room, like that main level there, is yes by far for not only the music they play there, but that sound system has just. As, as a producer and someone who's just genuinely likes sound a lot, that is, it's amazing to be in there. It's absolutely that sound system. Wherever you go, it sounds perfect. There's a lovely sweet um, spot about two and a half metres in just in front of the couches in there yeah, too, right? Yeah, 
I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've cruised around that dance floor a little bit. <laughs> found that to definitely be, be a good place. But yep. as for, and it's also awesome to play there as well. But as for my probably favourite place, sound system sort of for comfortability, um, you yep. know, everything would definitely probably be Bloom in Geelong. Oh, fantastic! Just, that's yeah, yeah. As as a DJ or a performing artist or you know someone that just likes tunes, that's. You know, it's so comfortable. Booth monitor's perfect height. The sound system's amazing. All the decks are brand new. Like, the, you've got enough room. It, it, you hear everything perfectly. It's like it's just like mixing at home, really. You know. Yeah. Um. Only a very new venue that opened earlier in the year. Aaron uh, Cashin uh, and his crew down there are doing great things. They've had some big names too. Alex Stein. Yeah, they had uh, Patrick Topping. Yep. They had Josh Butler. Um. They got uh, Nine Toes there soon. Yeah, Superfoot, I think, as well. They're really, yeah, um, Lovebirds. Yeah, they're getting they're, it going. They're definitely getting it going. Yeah. Seeing seeing a venue like that, um, only sort of be going for what barely six months, and to have the impact they're having, uh, compared to what's been going on in Sydney. Like, how do you compare the Melbourne and Sydney scenes, and and even the crowds? Do you find that there's a big difference or do you just find the people who love techno just love techno? That's kind of, there's no real, compa- there's no real, like the quick answer is there's no comparison between Melbourne and, and Sydney sort of party scene. There's no, there is no real comparison. Mm. And that's not only because the clubs here run later. That's just, yeah, definitely the people and the influences and also the sounds as well. You know, like Melbourne's yeah. coming out of this electro bouncy what like sort of thing they had going for a few years and all the kids are sort of just not really too sure what's next so mm-hmm. that's why we're busy slamming tech house down people's throats just to try and <laughs> get get something going but oh, look they both have pluses and as and minuses i'm not going to bag or create more creating more of a positive vibe than uh than just building up the negative i suppose yeah 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 definitely yeah um you mentioned the equipment and how first class like Bloom and, and some of the other venues are. Yeah. One thing I've noticed when I've seen you play is you love running the vocal sample. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just that's sort of something. Uh, for for years, I've always been um, like experimenting with bringing you know TR8 drum machines or little Korg synths and mm-hmm. and you know using guitar pedals and stuff while I play just to just to make a little bit more of. Um, you know, a personal or, or mm-hmm. you know, certain experience, and I kind of found myself getting a little bit too caught up. Where you'd be, you'd be worrying about plugging TR8s in before playing, as opposed yep. to making sure recorders are on. Or, there, okay. or, or shit, there it is. Or, yeah, there we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. So it's kind of come out of out of that. Just that's, by that, that's your little uh, yeah, acapella. That's, that's my little tool I yep. made. I've been thrashing that a fair bit. If anyone's recognizes it but it just sort of come come to the point of just wanting to do a little bit more than just mixing tracks and so now i've just utilized by having a third cdj and just loading up samples and using hot cues and you know sort of hot cueing them back and forward you know doing little tricks with reversing them slowing them down you know backspin them just shit like that just to keep definitely adds a lot more flavor to it rather than just the standard tune getting played yeah next one hey yeah it's sort of and it's keeps the audience guessing and it's something that i've just sort of picked up out of nowhere and, and it's something I'm running that no one I, no one else I really know is running something similar so it's kind mm-hmm. of like yeah when you hear that like walk away from their thing you're kind of like oh you know who's sort of playing so yeah cool yeah um, back to what you mentioned earlier about the breakfast club and, and they've got they do have a lot of good international DJs come through and and you mentioned bringing that electro house vibe to Melbourne yeah uh, you've been to recently to Africa Burn yeah. Um, and also to Berlin, which is where we first met at yeah. Sisyphus Nightclub. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, although, although it was about 11 o'clock in the morning at yeah. that time. Yeah, that was a um, while ago. It, it, 
I guess just what do you see the differences from like the scene in Africa to the, even just the different Berlin, uh, sorry, the different European countries and, and their vibes and, and what do you try and incorporate to bring back there? Yeah, well, see, uh, like to compare Africa and and Melbourne, just for starters, you know, it's, you know, we're so privileged here, you know, like everyone's biggest problem is what they're wearing or their Instagram, what they look like when they go out and, you know, all this, this stuff where mm-hmm. I find in, in, in Africa, there's, you know, the, the money is a lot like no one, people don't have as much money. People don't have as much access to parties and musicians and stuff sort of. There's AK-47s on the street. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like when you go out to parties there, it's very intimidating and sort of because people just the cultures the culture is very different. You know, they've they've had gangs over there for four hundred years or something. You mm-hmm. know, and we get we get someone with a half shaved head and a set of Nike tans calling themselves a bikey <laughs> here in Melbourne. So you know, you, you really you really um, yeah, it's just just the people and stuff. And and you know, Africa's beautiful beautiful scene, but it's just I wouldn't say it's um. You know, Mel- Melbourne's my home, so yep. I can't really say anything about any other city than Melbourne. Yes, and so when you're traveling, though, I guess you're probably doing the mix of trying to find new tunes, but also you'd be very conscious of what you can incorporate into your own production styles. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's a lot of producers I talk to, their biggest problem is that they don't produce the music that they play. So yeah. they're like, they're, they, they make like a hard techno sound, but then they play like a soft house sound and they, and they just can't get the two to sort of line up. Yep. And that's something that I'm very stoked with recently that everything I've been making is stuff that I want to play so, and, and it ties in very nicely with my sets. Yeah, it so, reflects your personality too, yeah, really. Yeah. And, and your so profile. It's, it's kind of, um, oh, like I, I'm constantly digging for tunes. Like I, I look on, online every day for tunes. Every single day I'm looking, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day and, and usually sure. 10, 15 minutes a day minimum making music. So I kind of know what I like and, and when I find what I like, I play it. And that's just, at this point... That's all I'm doing is just what kind of suits me. Yeah, of course. And uh, you mentioned earlier about how everything we're worried about here with what we're wearing and our Instagram posts. Talk about, I guess, your the importance of social media presence as an artist. Yeah. Um, your engagement with fans, uh, and I guess not oversaturating the market, but still mm. trying to keep yourself relevant. Like you seem to be. Like, I think you're very good at that. Yeah. Um, thank you like particularly with the engagement with fans thing like you do get a lot of feedback and yeah. you don't ignore it yeah well you know not just social media but technology in in general has brought us so far you know 15 20 years ago you couldn't uh, you know you couldn't even make a song in six months without you know you can make a song and you don't hear it for another six months because all the process of recording stuff to tape and blah 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 so now music you know I can sit down on my laptop with a blank project and have something to play in the club in an hour if I want to you know and that reflects with social media and stuff as well. You know, all these tools have been given to us, so it's just the way that the way that you sort of use them. You know, you can make a song every hour, but if it's shit, then you know you may as well take a bit more time. And that's the same with social media. You know, you can you can post how cool you are all the time and all this stuff, but if it's not genuine and it's not sort of from your heart, people are just going to get over it and they're just going to sort of think you're sort of showing off and stuff. So it's, mm. it's a very thin line in the sand in between. Yeah, kind of coming off like you're sort of boasting and also just being humble. Yes. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does, absolutely. Um, speaking with that humility, 
the since you come back from Africa, you've been working on some new projects. Mm. You hinted that you might be able to give us a little sneak preview, which I think if people tune in through to the end of this podcast, Joey's going to put a little sample up for us as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to discuss the Jaws Man or not? Yeah. So it's kind of um, oh, it's kind of one of those those projects that have evolved out of just determination and and passion and love, I guess, for the for the sound. I kind of got back from. From Africa, and I had a few few releases. I've kind of either got have coming out or have come out, um, and I just kind of was like, oh well. I was always worrying about what mix engineers sort of think about my kick drum and what you know, um, whether it suits the label or whether it suits you know the sound they're going for and stuff. And and that's all good stuff. But at the end of the day, I got into music because I love music and mm-hmm. I just love the thing I do. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to start a project just doing what I like, and it's simple as that. So I've started Jawsman tracks which is kind of started out as a project now turned into a record label which i've already got oh, half a dozen tracks finished and mastered ready to go for awesome. that which there'll be some more information coming on a bit later in the year Ooh, yeah um so yeah that's just basically a personal project and it's just going to be a platform for me to basically just release my own stuff that i feel is sort of the exact sound that i love and like i guess yeah cool so uh yeah listen out to the end of that and we're gonna have a little sample up there thanks to Mr. Joseph Connor and Jaws Man Tracks. Uh, now, just as we wrap it up, Joey, part of my love for techno started the debaucherously dirty in the best kind of ways, Tramp Nightclub. Uh, some people may be listening to this after you've played, but uh, your debut set there tonight from 3 to 4.30. Just, yes. That's, you've been, uh, I just heard you preparing some tracks as I, as I walked in as well. So you're going to get it going tonight, boy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, one of those things is sitting in Western Sydney like – Five years ago, I never would have thought that I'd be seeing not only my name, but my face on a Tramp Saturdays poster. So here we are anyway. So I'm playing tonight, uh, 3 till 4.30, and yeah, probably going to give it a bit, I guess. Give it a bit. <laughs> probably won't, won't be the standard sort of deepy sort of stuff. I kind of going to be out of my comfort zone and yeah, give this a little bit more of a... For anyone that's been into a Disco 2000, kind of something similar to that is what to expect. Fantastic. So last thing before we go, is a little bit of show and tell. Yeah. So for the listeners, uh, if you check in the comments section on my Facebook page where this is posted, you will see some corresponding photos. Now, Joey, here's the first one, mate. Yeah. We've got a picture of you standing in front of a beautiful sunset. Tell us a little yep. bit about this. Whereabouts exactly okay. is that? So this was, a, this was a digital festival in Barcelona, I would say, uh Three years ago, three or four years ago. Yes. Um, I was over there, uh, I think I was there for the whole summer. I was in based in Barcelona for six months, um, just sort of, just kind of backpacking, I guess, sort of just hanging out. And um, yeah, this was during the sunset in a beautiful digital festival, which is actually on, it's funny you show me this, because it's actually on right now as we speak, yep. digital festivals on. Do you remember the best set you saw there or, or who uh, caught your attention? Um, or were you a bit too uh, deep Mate, in the, in the super box? Yeah, there's been a lot of festivals since then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I couldn't say. Okay, cool. Um, the next one, what about this one? We've got you in front of a big enter sign, wearing okay. a nice fl- so uh, was... floral shirt and your nice short shorts, kneecaps on show, pale as. So this is definitely a throwback, this one, because this club is now not even open. This was uh, out the front of Space in Ibiza. Well, um, so Carl Cox? No, this was actually Enter, which was Richie Horton's night. He had, I think, Thursday or Thursdays. Richie Horton would do it. He, he obviously doesn't do any parties in summer anymore, so I'm very fortunate I could have gone to it. But uh, 
I was actually lucky that day. I um, don't know what happened, but ended up getting some backstage passes. And uh, my best, one of my best mates, Emil, who I was traveling with, he actually, we were back, we were standing behind Richie Horton. Um, to, he's playing like 2,000 people. And my mate had had a little bit too much to drink and he vomited all <laughs> in the backstage and got us kicked out of the backstage area. Your mate, quote unquote. Yeah, my mate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, Interesting you mentioned Rich, Richie Horton because we saw the great man play at Club Division Air, didn't we? Yeah, we saw him play at Club Division Air to like 10 people and then yeah. we also saw him play at Shed 14 for the oh, like, Tell No Tales party. Now, uh, last but not least, actually, you know, we've got two more to go. What about this one? We've got you wearing a shirt that says Sky's Not The Limit, DGK, yep. at what seems to be branded by Soup Kitchen oh, with your brother. Yeah, so this is um, for... Uh, that's going back. Sydney? So the photo is myself and then to my left is my best mate, Ryan Stewart. And then to that, to the left of that is another mate, James Daly. And then is my brother. And that is actually at my brother's party that he used to run in Sydney called the Soup Kitchen. And that was, I think, I don't know. It was one of the, I was fresh 18. I was fresh, fresh 18. I was like one of the first or second weekends ever went out. So yeah. And there's some real good blokes in that photo. Cool. Real throwback. And now I'll flick across a couple more, and there'll be one more at the end. And oh, tell us about those shit. two, uh, two yeah. round things next to well, the, to the rows honest, of dirt in the middle. Um, I sigh and smile looking at that, at that photo. That's the best. Yeah, that's probably the probably the happiest you can be. I'm, I'm, so that's I'm, with that's with Shannon so hands yeah, down. With and Shannon hands down. I mean, Lee boy, two of my two of my best best boys. Full um, doof mode, deep full in. flat stick doof mode. We're all we're wearing party shirts. Shannon doesn't have pants on. We've got a, we've got a few umbrellas and stuff going around. There's shit floating around left, right, and center. That was at the main stage, I think, on the Saturday at Strawberry last year which we all played at. Um, we all played on Organic Audio last year, and so that was us just all basically having a good old time, giving it a good old rinse. I don't think I've ever seen you as excited as the Doofers when you're about uh, 15 metres away from the main stage, just absolutely giving it heaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and giving it heaps is what you'll be doing tonight at Tramp, Joey. Uh, anything else coming up that we uh, need to plug? Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook? Uh, just, just, yeah, just keep track. I honestly, I can't even keep up with some of the stuff <laughs> that's happening at the moment. Just, yeah, just keep, keep a close track on all the socials and stuff, and... And yeah, there's a um, bit, bit of stuff to go for this year. We're not done yet. No worries. Uh, well, thanks for being part of the Trent Bias podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Again, check out those photos. They'll be in the comments on the Trent Bias Facebook page. Uh, and, and, and finally, Joey is now going to uh, have a little sample for us. This is one of his latest Jawsman tracks. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, people. And get loose tonight on the D floor. Vamos. Obrigados.